0: Welcome to the Money Hour with Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell.
1: Welcome to the money hour on eleven fifty AM KKNW, the Saturday, September 16th show. I am your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. My goal is to keep you up to date on the latest news and trends in our local economy. Keep me tuned in and I will keep you informed. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 855 400 1150 Again, that's one 8 55400 1150 or online at themoneyhour.com. And my lineup for today's show Danny Connor, president of Connor Remodeling and Design monetizing your home. Also in studio, Tony Sablon with Ultimate Wealth Strategies, New York Life, managing market volatility. And last guest in studio, Sandra Early with Early Insurance Solutions, Medicare Matters. Great information and great guest in studio. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855-400-1150. Again, that's 1-855-400-1150. 1150 or online at the moneyhour.com and for today's money chat
2: money money
1: to today for all of my student listeners out there with student loans i thought it might be helpful to talk about how student loans may apply when applying for a mortgage student loan balances recently broke the one trillion mark and now exceeded the balances of credit cards in america many student loans don't think about the ripple effect student loans may have on the ability to obtain other financing such as a mortgage and since that's my arena i thought that bring that into studio for money chat today the impact can be devastating if you don't know how it works so i wanted to go through a few tips here uh, first, deferred student loans. If your loans are in deferment, you would think that you would not have to calculate a payment against you for debt to income ratio for purchasing a mortgage, but that would not be accurate. You actually do. Depending on the loan type that you're going with, normally they're looking at 1% of the balance is going to be what your monthly payment is. So if you owe 50000 that would be $500 a month that would go against you towards your mortgage, and it's dollar for dollar. So $500 in debt is $500 less that you can approve in a mortgage payment. Now, deferred for period one of the most common causes for credit issues is the case of a first-time home buyer and student loans going from deferment to late status. This is something that happens over the span of a month. Once the student realizes the oversight, they'll send in a payment or the paperwork for defer redeferment of the loan, but the damage has already been done. The account was in default under the letter or payment was received. As I mentioned, with most student loans, we'll have a multiple multiple loans, and the impact could be devastating when it comes to credit and which is going to affect your mortgage approval. You want to make sure that you can keep close track on when your student loans are scheduled to come out of deferment. Now going into duplicate student loans, many students will apply for and receive what they believe to be a single student loan. However, in some cases that single payment could be servicing multiple smaller loans and reporting in multiple loans. This may help a student build credit faster because it's can be beneficial to having open multiple opens lines of credit, but the reverse is also true. If the loan's ever going to default, the credit report will show more than one derogatory account, each one being derogatory. Good or bad, if the student loan reports as multiples, there will be a multiple effect on the credit bet report. Now, term options for student loans. With most student loans, you may have multiple payment options, 10, 20, 30-year terms. In many cases, when your credit report is pulled, The payments are listed for a higher than an actual amount. The student loan company will report on the credit report the lowest term reflecting the highest payment. So make sure that you ask the amount to be calculated for the approval. And if it's higher, you can request the repayment terms for the student loan for the lender. Now, if it's not based on full principal and interest and it's interest only, it's going to go back to that 1% of the balance and how they're going to calculate that. So something to be aware of. If you don't have multiple payments and it's a shorter term, consider refinancing if you would like to get approved for a higher mortgage amount $50,000 at a rate at 5% over 10 years would be $530 and if it was 30 years that would drop it down to $268 and that 260 uh, eight in approval amount could make a difference of $20,000, dollars 40000 a month in purchase power, depending on what the interest rate is for your mortgage. Uh, student loans and collections. On many occasions, I've seen federal-backed student loans from the U.S. Department of Education, or Sallie Mae, remove all late payments on a student loan credit report if brought back to current. There's no law that supports this, but I've seen it happen many times. This most likely will never work credit card lates, but I've seen it again many times happen on student loans. Maybe the student loan companies um, have a more forgiving policy. I don't know. But if you do request for those results and you're not getting the results that you want, go ahead and ask for a supervisor. And of course, you want to make sure that you get it in writing so that you can pass that on to the credit bureaus and have those late payments removed from your credit report. If in collections, negotiate to have all delinquent activities removed before paying them off, You want to be careful, though, in removing collections if they're more than two years old. I'm not breaking down the credits, uh, how credit works, but there is one bracket of that age or or pie chart of that, which is age of credit, and it represents 50% of your actual credit score. So anything that you're paying off that's more than two late years that's established, even if it's collections, you lose that history for that account. So if you're short on credit trade lines, this actually can be devastating for your credit score. So it's always really important to consult with a mortgage consultant and see what to do previous to doing anything. So you don't make mistakes that you can't reverse. Know your grace period. Different loans have different grace periods from competing schools. Federal student loans are usually three to six months. If private, it could be a shorter time frame, so you don't want to miss to miss the period and risk having any late pay- payments. And then last, I like to go over a consolidation option. Consider t- consolidating your student loans to a lower overall monthly payment. Every dollar saved in a student loan, again, is a dollar for dollar more that you can approve for in a mortgage. So depending on the mortgage loan program, you can go with maybe every $10,000 in purchase price is going to make a difference of $50 to $70 a month in your total payment. So it can make a substantial difference in your buying power and help you get into the home in the area that you might want to live in. You may not want to consolidate federal loans into private student loans because you will lose all the repayment options and borrower benefits such as unemployment deferment and loan forgiveness programs that come with the federal loans so again just a little bit for uh, money chat on student loans and just to consider what your options are and make sure that you're looking at those to make the best financial decision for you especially when trying to come up with a apply for a mortgage for a new home loan and coming up next to the money hour monetizing your home denny connor president of connor remodeling and designs right here in 11:50 a.m kk and w after this short break
3: Has your family outgrown your home? Or is your home looking tired and blah and doesn't fit the way you want to live and entertain? It's time for a remodel, but how do you find a company that delivers? We've all heard the remodeling horror stories. Those problems usually come from inexperienced workers or contractors that are better at building than they are at estimating what things really cost or how long they should take. CRD Design Build has decades of experience designing and creating remodels that fit the way our clients want to live. CRD has a long track record of thorough design and reliable fixed price contracting that meets a schedule. CRD Design Build puts your needs first while designing with your budget in mind. You'll work with one of our experienced designers to create a design that perfectly suits your needs, and you can even see it in 3D before we build.
4: Hi, I'm Denny with CRD Design Build. We've been remodeling homes for more than 30 years, and the greatest joy is seeing how transforming homes can transform our clients' lives. We love what we do, and hearing about the joy it brings to our clients. To learn more about CRD and the design-build process, or to discuss your remodeling plans, contact us anytime at 206-782-6959, or visit us online at crddesignbuild.com. Again, that's 206-782-6959 or crddesignbuild.com.
5: Welcome to Early Insurance Solutions. Early Insurance Solution is an independent agency serving our community with cost-effective insurance coverage. We provide peace of mind insurance solutions for your every need. Our specialty is to provide tailored insurance for business and personal lines. We also deliver the best rates for individual, group health, and Medicare insurance. The insurance companies we have selected to work with provide the best combinations of premiums, customer service, and reliability for your insurance needs. Our goal is to present our existing clients and new clients' peace of mind solutions.
2: Hi, I'm Sandra Early with Early Insurance Solutions. Please feel free to give me a call at 425-681-3253 for a quote. There's no obligation. We
0: will enjoy working with you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell.
1: Welcome back to the Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, September 16th show. I am committed to providing you knowledge needed to be successful in every area regarding your finances. Knowledge is power, and that's what you'll receive from listening to my show. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can always call the show at 1 855 411 1150 or online at the to ask any questions or get connected with the guests that I have on the show today. In studio right now, Danny Connor, president of Connor Remodeling and Design, and we're going to be talking about monetizing your home. Danny, thank you so much for coming back in studio.
4: Thanks for having me.
1: And a little bit about Danny. Uh, Danny Carner has been helping greater Seattle homeowners transform their homes through remodeling since 1980, realizing that there was often a gap between the design clients brought, bought brought him, and what they could afford. He helped pioneer the design-build service in the early 1990s. He founded his company with the goal of establishing a home remodeling and construction business that treats its customers with dignity and respect. Remodeling has been Denny's lifelong passion, and there's nothing he likes better than shaping homes to fit the owner's lifestyle. He has served as chairman of the Remodelist Council, has been named Remodel of the Year by Master Builders Association of King and Snohomish Counties, was awarded Remodeling Big 50 and has earned certified aging in place specialist and certified graduate remodeler designations from the National Association of Home Builders. Denny has also studied naturopathic medicine and has degrees in psychology and interfaith ministry. So, Denny, we're talking today about monetizing your home, which I would imagine that that could be a beneficial conversation for a lot of homeowners out there. So what does it mean to monetize your home?
4: Well, basically, Tina, it's it's um, finding ways to make uh, money with your home. Mm-hmm. Usually we just think of a, our home as a place to live and, and be day to day. And we just think about our costs that it uh, takes to stay there, paying the mortgage, paying the Uh, taxes and whatnot, Uh, monetizing your home is uh, a way to looking at different ways that you can make some money to help pay for that mortgage, to help yes. pay for the increase in, in property taxes and yes. that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, with the uh, increase in property value definitely goes an increase in property taxes. And I'm glad to have this conversation because I, I know that there are some homeowners out there that actually use their home for a cash machine and whole different topics. So we're going to talk about getting your home to make money for you rather than using the equity and spending that money on other things, which could be another show. So, Jenny, what are some of the ways that you can get revenue from your home? Well,
4: there's a lot of um, Airbnb vacation mm-hmm. rentals is in the news quite a bit. That's uh, clearly one way to go about it. Um, that can involve anything from developing an accessory dwelling unit in your home and renting that out, um, or just uh, home sharing and uh, sharing a part of your home. Yes. Um, so there, um, accessory dwelling units can be developed within your home, mm-hmm. or there can be detached um Dwelling units on your property. There's certain rules that you have to follow to develop those things. Yes, but those can be used for um, long-term rental um, or vacation rental. Um, we're um, uh, there are people that are sharing rooms with um, uh, other homes, and there's websites like Roomster.com uh, for people to. Um, find uh, a room to share. My daughter is actually checking into that right now herself Uh um, as a way to save some money. And and there's quite a few places out there. It's astounding how many people that are willing to share a room in their home, which is great, especially for people where the kids have grown and they moved on and they have extra bedrooms. And it's a way to um, help the empty nesters uh, make additional money if they want to share their home or if somebody is um, uh, one partner's passed away and it's a yes. single individual staying in the home and they want to stay in their home, they can share that.
1: Yes, and yeah. And possibly
4: get some help around the house as well.
1: There you go. It could be uh, multiple benefits. So uh, you talked about ADU and DADU. Can anyone in Seattle build a side?
4: Um, you know, there there's uh, guidelines for pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, in Seattle, um, I don't know the rules as well on the east side, Uh, But in Seattle, you have to have an additional parking space unless you're in um, a designated area for growth, like in Ballard, for example. Okay. Well, that can Um, be
1: challenging in Seattle with that extra parking space. It
4: can be. Uh And and that's a hurdle that uh, we have clients that Mm. come to us that want to develop an ADU or or a DADU, the D-A-D-U, Uh detached, um, separate building. And so you just have to figure out ways to accommodate parking. And there's some creative ways you can accommodate that. But, uh, yeah, so uh, an ADU, I think if it's attached, it can be close to uh, um, 1,000 square feet. If it's detached and not part of the house, um, it would have to be smaller. I think a footprint, maximum footprint of um, 450 square feet, but you can make it two stories.
1: Okay. So if you were um, building as an attached or a detached uh, dwelling unit, what are the costs associated to that? I know it probably varies quite a bit. Oh, it
4: varies a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're creating something um, from scratch, if you have, um, we designed one for a backyard in West Seattle. Uh, um. It had a very large uh, um, lot. And uh, we were designing for the remodel on the home as well as this uh, accessory dwelling unit in the backyard. And she decided, well, let's. she wanted to do the home remodel first. And so the accessory dwelling unit will happen later. Um, you know, that's that's probably in the range of uh, $250,000, um, give or take. Okay. Um, and uh, you can do something in your home for... Uh, again, a lot of people are making use of the basements. And, uh, and Which is a great idea. Yeah. And if you're actually creating an accessory dwelling unit, you, it has to have a separate entrance. You can't mm-hmm. come through your house and then down into the basement. It okay. has to have its own separate exterior entrance. There's several other rules about ceiling height. Um, we have had basements where we had to dig them down um, or raise the house up to get of that height okay. that definitely costs a lot more. Of course, but uh, maybe 150,000 to renovate a space in a basement to yeah. accommodate a ADU.
1: Okay. And I know that there's there's been a lot of changes. I mean, the Airbnb really took off and it took off pretty quickly as as far as a way to make additional income by having people come in and uh, live in your property, especially in the Seattle, because it's such a popular place for people to come visit. So what rules have changed around that? And are there with the rules? Are people grandfathered in? And because I know there's been a lot of,
4: you know, updates, um, that hasn't Actually settled out. Yet it hasn't. Okay. They're, they're, so, what
1: are some of the things that are on the uh, the list of possibly?
4: Well, one of the things that I know uh, it has
1: to be owner occupied, right?
4: Yes, you have yeah.
1: to. It has to be your primary residence. If, and
4: if, it, if it's an ADU, if you're developing an ADU in your home, mm-hmm. then you have to live in part of the home. Okay. Um, you could live in the in the smaller dwelling unit, the accessory dwelling unit, and and rent out the bigger part of the house. What about
1: for
4: Airbnb? Airbnb, you know what Airbnb. Um, you don't have to have an ADU. You can just okay. share part of your home. Okay. Um, it's always good to consider safety features. There are no rules per se yet about um, fire egress safety, for mm-hmm. example, okay. um, with, uh, for Airbnb. There are um, regulations that Seattle is considering to limit um, the number of homes or apartments that are, are condominiums that are taken off of the long-term rental market, going to vacation rental because it's um, competing with the long-term rental. Yeah, it makes
1: um, makes sense.
4: But there are a lot of people. Those anybody that's probably already converted um, to have a um, renting their apartment or their condominium mm-hmm. um, or their home as a vacation rental probably would get grandfathered in. You think so? But that's still. To be determined.
1: Yes. Yeah. Always. Uh, always changes going on, especially in the uh, the Seattle market. So, who should consider this?
4: Gosh, you know anybody that um, um, wants to um, <laughs> get up on their mortgage a little bit. Yes. You know, help to pay off some some debt. And help to pay off those student loans mm-hmm. if they uh, actually have gotten that go. first mortgage there and they want go. to pay off those student loans. Um, you know the. For people that want to stay in their home, mm-hmm. a, aging in place, and uh, uh, and they, they love it there, um, it's a great way, vacation rental, Airbnb, VRBO, um, or um, or just uh, developing an ADU so that they can stay in their home and make some money that will help pay for, you know, the property taxes are going yes. up along with the property values. Um And people have equity in their homes now, where they can afford to do Mm -hmm. some of those uh, um, extra things. So, anybody that wants to help, uh, you know, my wife and I rent the. uh, We developed an ADU in the basement of our house, Uh and uh, and that actually is part of our retirement plan. Yes, is to have that rental income.
1: Yeah, and what's and it's a really good plan, and that's a, you know the great thing about real estate, like any other investment, is you've got an opportunity that you can actually bring someone in to help pay for that asset. Asset mm-hmm. you can't do that with your stocks and bonds. No. So how do you see? Are there creative ways that you're seeing that people are able to pay for NADU? Because the numbers that you know we're talking about, it's a substantial amount of investment in order to uh, build out so that you have this income potential. So what are some ways that you're seeing your clients? Come up with that, those resources.
4: Sure. Well, people are using um, savings or stock, um, home equity line of credit, um, construction, uh, remodeling, construction loans are a great way to go because yes. you can borrow against the future value of the house because the yeah. house is going to be worth more. You're developing more square footage. That's Which, if finished. you're
1: listening, we have one at Gateway Mortgage. It's a great product.
4: It's a great little product. shout
1: out there for myself. <laughs> Why not?
4: <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. So uh, there's there's many ways to come up with that yes. money.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's um, where can a homeowner go if they want to get started and explore these options?
4: Well, you know, um, if somebody's looking at home sharing, they might do some research on um, Air- Airbnb and okay. look, at, look at houses or looking for um, apartments or rooms that are available mm-hmm. in their neighborhood just to get an idea for of that how, much, how much they might be sense. able to get if they yes. rent part of their home. Um, If somebody's uh, wanting to just share a room and they might go to a website like Roomster.com or uh, I think the Home Share, um, just Google Home Share and you find some options. You get some Mm -hmm. ideas of how much you could get by sharing um, a bedroom or a bedroom and a bathroom. Um, If you want to develop uh, um, an accessory dwelling unit, Mm -hmm. then you want to talk to somebody that has some experience with that and uh, um, architect, design build company like ourselves.
1: Yes. So, uh, Danny, are there companies that you can hire, like if you've got a rental property and you want to have a rental management, a management company take care of that, are there companies like that or, that are available to help and assist for the screening and making sure that you're getting, you know, a, a, the right person in your property?
4: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And my wife takes care of all of that. Oh, that's so wonderful. I'm not so in we'll touch give a with shout, it.
1: We'll give a shout out for her. Shout
4: out to Michelle. <laughs> She's my sweetheart.
1: That is awesome. So as we're wrapping up time here, uh, Danny. Are there any other suggestions that you have for my listeners if they're considering uh, using some of these ideas that you've shared in monetizing their home and bringing in some income? Sure. Any suggestions?
4: Well, just do some research on it first to see how much you think you can bring in. And you want to uh, weigh out the cost of developing the space as versus uh, how much money you can make from it. Um, It's uh, uh, developing an ADU or... uh, detached ADU mm-hmm. is a pretty significant investment. So yes. it, that's going to have a longer return um, investment on the investment, but um, it's worth looking at.
1: Yeah. So the advice uh, the you heard it from Denny is really do your research and make sure you get connected with the right people. And again, that's what the show is all about. and That's why it's, I'm here uh, for the money hours, bringing in experts in all area of your finances so that you can get connected with the people that you need to make the right financial decision. Denny, thank you so much for coming back in studio. I enjoyed having a conversation with you. Thank you, Gina. And coming up next in the money, are managing market volatility. I have Tony Sublon with Ultimate Wealth Strategies, New York Life, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, after the short break.
3: Are you near retirement? Recently transferred to a new job and wondering what to do with your old 401k? Are you interested in learning about how to create a defensive and offensive strategy for your financial plan? Tony Sablon of Eagle Strategies can help you analyze your current financial plan, life insurance, and investments. Tony Sablon has helped hundreds of individuals, families, and business owners bring clarity to their financial plan.
6: This is Tony Sablon with Eagle Strategies. To learn more about my practice, call me at 425-586-0977 or reach me online at ultimatewealthstrategies.com. To receive a free consultation, call me at 425-586-0977 or reach me online at Tony Sablon at eaglestrategies.com. Again, that's 425-586-0977.
5: Or reach me online at Tony Sablon at EagleStrategies.com. The following material is presented for informational and sales purposes only and represents our understanding of generally applicable rules. It is not intended and does not set forth solutions to individual situations. New York Life Insurance Company, its agents or employees may not give legal, tax or accounting advice and none is intended nor should be inferred from the information herein. Clients should consult their own professional advisors prior to implementing any planning strategies. This material includes a discussion of one or more tax related topics prepared to assist in the promotion or marketing of the transactions or matters addressed. It is not intended and cannot be used by any taxpayer for the purpose of avoiding any IRS penalties that may be imposed upon the taxpayer.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell.
1: Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, September 16th show. I provide you news on everything money, fresh information and market trends and the conditions in our local economy. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can talk with the guests that I have in studio today by calling the show at 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And of course, and if you have any topic discussions you'd like me to bring into the show, feel free to reach out as well. In studio right now, I have Tony Sablon with Ultimate Wealth Strategies New York Life, and we're going to be talking about managing market volatility. Tony, thank you for coming into studio today.
6: Thanks for having me, Tina, and it's always a pleasure.
1: Thank you. And a little background about Tony. Tony Sablon is an advisor with New York Life. He is also the founder of Ultimate Wealth Strategies based in Bellevue, Washington, focusing on life insurance, investment, retirement, and estate planning for you your family, or small businesses to identify your life goals and motivations. He has a vast team of specialists that will help you meet your goals. Not only does he enjoy helping people with their financial goals and dreams, he is passionate about his community through his involvement with various nonprofit organizations. One of the unique things about Tony is that he is a mixed martial arts coach at AMC Pencration in Kirkland, Washington, training alongside current UFC champions uh, one FC champions and other world-class fighters and I have to say I've known Tony for a little while and we hang out here and there and I've actually seen some black eyes on him before so uh-huh. I know that he actually is passionate <laughs> about his um, his uh, martial arts
6: so you should see the other guy <laughs> you know,
1: I, I mean, that's what you do tell me each time <laughs> so let's uh, get down to business and talk about uh, marking imagining managing market volatility so Tony what are you telling your clients in times where the market Markets are up and down, and currents are f- frequently happening.
6: So, I tell my clients that you have to put market volatility into perspective, realize that down markets may present buying opportunities, and you have to learn to manage volatility through effective management and financial planning, and also maintain a focus on long term goals, and especially your goals, and just trying to take the emotion out of investing.
1: Yeah, and that's a a key advice in taking the motion uh, motion out of investing and really anything that we're doing financially, you got to pull that out of that so you can really stay focused on the task at hand. So Tony, you mentioned putting uh, market volatility into perspective. Uh, Can you elaborate on that just a little bit?
6: So volatility is is a matter of perspective and with a narrow focus can come a more limited view in the market. So by taking a step back to broaden your view it may help you better under, uh, It may help you see the bigger picture, and uh, you know you'll come to better understand that volatility actually plays an important role in the market. And uh, I can help you understand how volatility volatility really is the pulse of the market.
1: So, well said, Tony. And I, I let's talk a little bit more about market volatility.
6: So. Market volatility describes the frequent changes in value for a specific investment or financial market and is often synonymous with short-term fluctuations in price or worth. So if a a security experiences a high degree of change in its value, it might be considered, considered highly volatile and riskier. On the other hand, securities that rarely experience changes in value are considered to be less risky because they realize lower volatility. And there are a number of factors that contribute to market volatility, economic growth, Mm -hmm. inflation, geopolitical events like what we see today, uh, monetary policy, and uh, other factors. And no one knows for sure the effect these factors may have on the financial markets or how long uh, the volatility may last. So when investing, it's essential to accept the fact that eliminating volatility is nearly impossible and it will always be a part of the financial markets, but reducing or balancing uh, riskier investments with safer, lower-risk investments may help create a more stable overall investment portfolio.
1: Yeah, and Tony, uh, you know how I feel about balance and everything's balanced, and also you know how I feel about uh, problems and challenges, which always have an opportunity because there's always a solution. So let's talk about volatility and the opportunity that people can actually see from this volatility.
6: So learning to live with and benefit from volatility and using it to your advantage. Advantage, You know, down markets may present buying opportunities. So market swings are common and can be unnerving, but down markets are buying opportunities. And buying while prices are low may allow investors to reap the rewards later mm-hmm. because over time the market has come up from recessions. And managing volatility through effective uh, planning, you know, the keys to weathering uh, the market swings include maintaining realistic return expectations, taking a long-term investment approach and avoid avoiding market timing and also diversifying your assets. But the biggest thing is maintaining a focus on your long long-term goals. Mm-hmm. So by learning how to navigate the ups and downs of the market, you can put market... Uh, swings into perspective to help remain focused on long-term goals.
1: Another reason to keep the emotions out of it so you can keep that sound mind. And you know, if uh, Warren Buffett uh, says it works, it definitely works and taking advantage of those volatile markets. Um, So Tony, uh, how do you keep your clients in perspective?
6: So without a plan, you know, investors are prone to making knee-jerk reactions when there are swings in the market. A well-thought-out investment strategy based on your goals and needs can provide the guidance needed to help you stay on track when inevitable market fluctuations occur it can also point you toward the types of investments that best align with your financial goals and by maintaining a clear purpose for your investment strategy Mm -hmm. you help yourself stay on track and confidently navigate the ups and downs of the market so when developing your investment strategy consider the following factors your investment goals Specifically, for what or whom are you accumulating funds? Your investment goals will help you determine suitable investments. Your time horizon, how many years will it be until you need to use what you have invested? Longer, term, longer time horizons may provide flexibility for more aggressive mm-hmm. investment choices. Your tolerance for risk, take, take your broader financial situation into account and consider how comfortable you are with varying degrees of risk as you pursue your investment goals.
1: Yeah. Great advice, Tony. And we know that, you know, works in uh, real estate as well. You can use an example of looking at people purchase homes in 2006 and then the financial crisis in 2008. Mm-hmm. And if long as they didn't sell their property, they came out ahead. Now look at where the prices are. So the market is going to always go up and down. You lose money when you're forced to sell in a bad market. You don't have time to recover and get back to the gain. So keeping the emotions, I know we've talked about that a little bit today, um, at bay is important. Why is that? What are some other reasons that emotion emotions really come into play here?
6: So investing, you know, uncommon bear markets have led to growth opportunities as we've seen since 2008. Uh, and it also means staying the course, especially during the times of short-term market volatility like what we've seen in the last year. So volatility is a natural occurrence in the market, and one of the keys to successful investing is to not overreact to it. In fact, despite period despite periodic downturns, the financial markets have tended to rise over the long term. And even though some downturns have been severe, they seldom lasted for more than a year. So so since the beginning of the stock market, there have only been four times that the S&P 500 was negative two or more years in a row. So looking at these historic downturns in the S&P 500, the Great Depression, World War II, the oil crisis, Mm -hmm. the tech bubble, you can see that Prolonged down, down markets were not typical and tended to be followed by a per, per, period of growth.
1: Yeah, and usually you see the stronger, the, the bigger the loss, the bigger the gain is. So it's kind of an equal magnitude, something to keep in mind as well. So what about those who are sitting on the sidelines and keeping money out of the market?
6: So those that sit on the sidelines tend to see short-term volatil- volatility and market swings as the enemy. So volatility may lead many investors to move money out of the market and sit on the sidelines until things calm down. Although this approach may appear to solve one problem, it creates several others. When you do get back in, you must make two correct decisions back to back, when to get out and when to get back in. And by going to the sidelines, you may be missing a potential rebound. And this is not historically unprecedented um, as you can see on charts that are available online. So by going to the sidelines, you could, you could be not only missing a potential rebound, but mm-hmm. all, all the potential growth on that money going forward. So we believe the wiser course of action is to review your financial plan with your professional or an advisor such as myself, and then decide if any action is ne- indeed uh, necessary. So this placates the natural desire to do something, but helps keep emotions in check.
1: Yeah. You don't want to miss out on compound interest. It's a big thing. (laughs) So Tony, what are your thoughts on timing the market? I'm sure you get that question, uh, frequently from your clients.
6: Right. So, you know, we have a story here where Mrs. Steadfast remained committed to her long-term investment and stayed fully invested in the stock market and, uh, to realize a final ending value of several hundred thousand. So if you start with, uh, uh, hundred thousand in the market. Uh-huh. She, the person that stays in the market mm-hmm. from a historical standpoint has $174,812 available to them. Whereas the person that goes in and out yep. of the market, Mr. Periodic, um, actually realizes in that same time period, um, 117,000. So you see that there's a huge significant difference in, Timing versus staying in by the staying market. in
1: the market. So uh, no benefit to timing the market unless you have a crystal ball and you know exactly what's going to happen. And I haven't met anybody yet that has that crystal ball. Exactly. So Tony, what should investors focus on when investing?
6: So you know you have to pursue long-term objectives with time-tested strategies. And you know two of the two of the most uh, prevalent are invest for the long term and maintain realistic performance expectation when it comes to your returns. And coupling these strategies with maintaining uh, proper uh, portfolio diversification and avoiding the pitfalls of market timing, you'll have the foundation needed to help manage your overall exposure to market volatility. Um, But the biggest thing is maintaining realistic expectations Yes, and we have short-term memories.
1: Yeah, that's isn't that true? Uh, Tony, I know this is a little off topic here, but I wanna ask you, because you've had some uh, recent success and I want my listeners to know that not only do you work with individuals, but you also work with companies and helping um, uh, company decision makers really make a difference on saving money for the overall company, which we know all the employees are gonna benefit from that as well. Can you just give one um, uh, success story that you've had recently?
6: So recently, we've uh, I, I work with a business owner in helping them design a strategy where you're creating a side fund um, that's uncorrelated to the market, mm-hmm. that's growing at a guaranteed rate, uh, using insurance products. Believe it or not, so what that does for that business owner is create a tax uh, tax-free mm-hmm. potential tax-free vehicle where they can draw more money rather than socking it away in a retirement account. And uh, big companies use this for deferred comp uh, plans. Um, Hedge funds use this vehicle for Mm -hmm. um, protecting uh, their money from taxes or lowering the tax burden of huge uh, market gains for their clients' portfolios. And a lot of people don't realize this. So with my business owner, and and that was that recent success, is just making him Mm -hmm. understand the value that this, uh, this tool uh, does for him. His business.
1: Yeah. So I want to give a, a call to action for any business owners that are listening to the show today to call the show one 855 411 I can connect you directly with Tony. And if this is not sounding familiar to you that you've got this in place, I highly encourage that you take a look at it um, because it can make a substantial difference for you and numbers just like in mortgage, which is my arena and Tony's arena as well and financial planning numbers are numbers. So you just really need to look at everything and you can see the benefits or not and see if it's the right plan for you. Wrapping, up uh, tony a minute left any last thoughts for my listeners
6: so just something to consider as you look at uh, your financial plan and review your portfolio is that historically the market has been up more than down and it has been at least 12 um just over 50 percent of the time since 1926 so stay in the market yes uh, understand your goals align your investment planning with your goals
1: and keep the emotions out of it
6: yeah. <laughs> Tony,
1: thank you so much for coming in. Look forward to having you back soon. Thank you. And coming up next on the money hour, Medicare does matter. Sandra Early with Early Insurance Solutions right here at 11:50 a.m. KK and W after the short break.
5: Welcome to early insurance solutions early insurance solution is an independent agency serving our community with cost-effective insurance coverage we provide peace of mind insurance solutions for your every need our specialty is to provide tailored insurance for business and personal lines we also deliver the best rates for individual group health and medicare insurance The insurance companies we have selected to work with provide the best combinations of premiums, customer service, and reliability for your insurance needs. Our goal is to present our existing clients and new clients' peace of mind solutions.
2: Hi, I'm Sandra Early with Early Insurance Solutions. Please feel free to give me a call at 425-681-3253 for a quote. There's no obligation. We will enjoy working with you.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell.
1: Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, September 16th show, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, you can call the show at 1-855-400-1150 or go online to themoneyhour.com to discuss anything regarding money uh, with the guests that I have on the show today or anything that you'd like to hear in the future. I'm always open for topic discussions. And in studio right now, I have Sandra Early with Early Insurance Solutions, Medicare Matters, and I would imagine early planning for Medicare <laughs> matters as well, right, Sandra? You're
2: right, yeah,
1: Sandra, thank you so much for coming back in studio. You're welcome.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: And a little bit about Sandra. Sandra has been as insurance professional for over 15 years with progressive experience in individual and Medicare. Insurance, As well as personal lines of commercial lines insurance, Sandra has proven track record and reputation for working timelessly for her customers and is known for her customer relationship building skills. She is highly skilled at providing training, coaching, and consultation. Sandra is owner of Early Insurance Solutions in Bellevue, Washington. She would enjoy assisting you with any insurance needs. Feel free to call her at 425-681-3253, or you can email her at Solutions at gmail.com. And today, uh, Sandra, we're going to talk about Medicare and how Medicare uh, matters and Uh, substantially matters to uh, what you need to prepare for. So first let's start out with what is Medicare? Because sometimes people get that a little bit confused with Medicaid, which we'll do the difference here in a second.
2: Medicare is a federal program that began in 1996. It provides guaranteed health insurance for people who are age 65 or over or younger folks who qualify on the basis of disability.
1: Okay, so I know a lot of people do get confused with the difference between Medicare and Medicaid. Could you break that down for my listeners, Sandra?
2: I certainly can. Medicare is a federal health program. Uh, It's an insurance program. Medicaid is a state and federal funded program. It provides health coverage for people with lower incomes.
1: So what are the different parts of Medicare, Sandra? So...
2: Um, I talk about it in terms of the ABCs and Ds, so we'll talk about Part A, which okay. covers the hospital insurance uh, portion, pays for cost of inpatient stay in hospitals. Part B is medical insurance. It pays for the doctor's visits, the outpatient services, and the test. Part C is called Medicare Advantage. It's an alternative to the coverage option for original Medicare. Um, part D covers the cost of outpatient prescription drugs.
1: So a lot of times people get um, seem, seem that it's, it's confusing, but really you make it sound. I mean, you break it down, it's actually pretty easy to do the comparison. So when do you enroll for Medicare, Sandra? So
2: when you're turning 65, you're aging okay. into um, that form of um, medical in, uh, care. You have a seven-month window. So often I'll show the, the cake. Uh, On the calendar, it's three months before, three months after, and the month of your 65th birthday. Got it. So if if you're younger than 65 and receiving Social Security disability benefits and have something like end-stage renal disease, you must wait 24 months.
1: Okay. And then how do you sign up for Medicare?
2: Well... You know, often you can go to the local Social Security office, Mm -hmm. and uh, I ask my clients and prospects to go there because often they have that face-to-face contact with a Social Security staff member. You may see something on your records that's not quite true. Or you can sign up online for Medicare A, Part A, and Part B. Got it. So what is
1: original Medicare?
2: So original Medicare is... uh, Traditional Medicare, it's Part A and Part B. Okay. Often folks really do have only Original Medicare.
1: And what about uh,
2: Medicare Advantage? Medicare Advantage plans are provided by insurance companies, and that is Part C. So Medicare Advantage plans are what we call the all-in-one plan. Many of them do provide for Part A and Part B. And Part D, the all-in-one plan.
1: Got it. The all-in-one plan sounds like a good plan. Yes. So, Sandra, uh, what is Medigap sett- settlement insurance, and how does age play into that?
2: So, Medigap supplemental plans um, are, are basically insurance plans for people who have turned 65 years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, I call it Medicare on steroids. So what it's going to allow you to do is have Part A and Part B only with a few extra benefits. It provides you access to any physician who is contracted with Medicare anywhere in the United States. So no access other than that card and that plan. Of course, you'll have to provide Part D the prescription drug plan mm-hmm. um, for your benefit package.
1: So, Sandra, what about uh, special needs plans?
2: Special needs plans. So, for folks who are low-income or dually eligible, they will have both Medicare and Medicaid. Okay. So, many uh, low-income folks um, just stop with original Medicare. But Insurance companies now are providing uh, special needs plans. We call them SNP plans for people who are seniors Mm -hmm. or younger people with disabilities. Um, It's a very robust plan and they should be aware of that.
1: Yeah. So, again, uh, one more, you know, one more shout out there for having expert advice so you can make sure that you're getting the right plan and you're strategizing for the best results for your family financially. Absolutely. So, Sandra, how much does Medicare cost?
2: Medicare can cost um, different pricings or different premium depending on what your health needs are, what location, geographic location you're in, and what economic strata you're also in. So, it depends on um, how much you're gonna, how much you pay for Medicare depends on which plan you choose. So as I said, a lot of folks are still on Medicare, the original Medicare. Mm -hmm. Some are on the special needs plans. Some folks that like the access are on supplemental plans, which cost a little bit more. And then there's the MedAdvantage plans, which you get probably um, may get a better premium, but the access is confined to a network. So Got it. you have to be sure your doctor's in the network, yes. your hospital's in the network, and that plan, Part D included, um, is, uh, provides for your prescription drugs.
1: Got it. Okay. So are there penalties for late open enrollment?
2: Yes, there are penalties. So let's presume, start one way. If you're currently employed, you may also have Part A of Medicare Mm -hmm. and not B, because your employer is providing for your outpatient medical coverage. Okay. All right. Some folks, do; they're detached from their employer, and so now they're eligible for Medicare. If you don't sign up, when you turn 65, you may be facing a 10% premium increase. It's a penalty. Wow. And how you calculate that is basically 1% times the average amount that you would ordinarily pay, the national average, times the number of months you should have had Mm -hmm. coverage that you didn't.
1: Wow. Okay. So you wanna really make sure that you stay away from those penalties. Absolutely. Having that knowledge. So where can you get help, uh, Sandra, in understanding the Medicare maze?
2: The Medicare maze. So there's medicare.gov. Okay. That's a good place for folks who are, you know, uh, on the computer, there's their booklets out called Medicare for Dummies. If you can access the AARP website, your Social Security Administration, and of course, you can talk to sales agents like me. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also providing uh, seminars um, in various locations uh, that you can go to to understand the total ramifications of what.
1: Medicare is all about. Yeah. And you know, that's where I first met you, Sandra, as I was listening to you give a presentation. I have to say in person, you're just a, well, you're a pleasure to talk to behind mic as well, but um, listeners don't get a chance to see you and you're actually really uh, shine up there on stage. So oh, uh, really appreciate how you're helping uh, people understand this. So let's talk uh, a couple minutes about the benefit of using an insurance agent like yourself. Right. So um,
2: many people think that we will charge you a fee. Uh We do not charge a fee to go over your plan with you. That is, the uh, commissions are paid for by the company. We Uh are basically field marketing folks. Okay. Okay? So whether it takes uh, 10 minutes or two hours or more time than that, we basically start from a needs assessment Mm -hmm. approach to help you understand what it is and what Uh, opportunities are available for you. You, the customer, the prospect, Is the decision-maker sure okay
1: so Sandra why would not why would everyone not use um, an insurance representative like yourself to help navigate and walk them through this maze instead of trying to go online and get information that way
2: depends on their educational level okay so there are opportunities to go to Social Security Uh there's a lot of on online opportunities to sign up Mm -hmm. you know if people don't want to sit down with you because they're afraid um, they don't want to sound like they don't have enough knowledge, mm. they would shy away. But Got why it. wouldn't
1: they come? Yeah, exactly. You know? that's, exactly. What I'm, uh, that's what I'm wondering. So as we wrapped our time up here, uh, Sandra, in really helping my listeners in understand the importance of having a representative when it comes to making decisions like this, important decisions, what is the biggest mistake that you see people make when they're trying to do this on their own?
2: not sure of the premium. Can they afford that? So okay. budget is one of the main things that okay. they need to think about. Um, understanding that they, if they work 10 years or more in uh, the United States, that they've already paid the premium for Part A. Misunderstanding that Part B has a premium mm-hmm. and that they must pay that no matter which plan they choose. It's not all embedded. So those are two key points. And again, making sure that the um, prescriptions that they take are in the plan, in the formulary. Yeah. Because there are be... That could be devastating. Can, can stake. be. Exactly. So um, there are some 200 plans out there. Folks can go through them. They're often misled. I guide them to Medicare and I to take care, or Medicare and you... It's a Social Security document to take mm-hmm. a look at all the plans, decide the one that fits their budget, call someone, and have them sit down and go through that.
1: Okay, so a call to action uh, for my listeners, Sandra.
2: Call to action. If you have a question about Medicare, mm-hmm. no matter how simple or complicated, uh, give me a call. I'm available, uh, used to say 24-7 but I do kind of limit that. You have that. to sleep a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> sleep a little <laughs> bit. And uh, call me if you're interested in seeing um, a group seminar. We're um, working with Microsoft right mm-hmm. now to provide a senior series workshop at least twice a month nice. at the Belver store. And uh, it's, We have a great following. Yeah,
1: that's great, Sandra. Well, thank you so much for coming back in studio. Yep, thank
2: you, Tina. Appreciate it.
1: This is your host and mortgage expert signing out for the day. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Have a great weekend. I look forward to talking with you. More about money next week, same place, same time, right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
0: Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.